0: Podcast on Laird and Proud is brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel. And here they come. Now O'Brien Brian O'Neill Conland White Coleman bean Riley Cunningham O'Donnell Lynch McDonald Rose Smith Blood and Mean
1: Breaks inside to Stephen White, the one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Low Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stefan White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare
0: must be out of the Leinster Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first All-Star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney. What a goal by J.P. Rooney. And then it happened. Fian sends in from the sideline, and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net.
1: Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are all-Ireland champions for the third time.
0: Okay, so I'm going to preview the junior first then Kevin and is going to come in and talk about the Intermediate Championship. But first, I am going to give a recap on the weekend. An absolutely fully packed weekend in terms of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, League Championship and implications going forward. Uh, without further ado, congratulations to Nave uh, Martin on winning the Cardinal Donald. Their second in three years. But it was... An absolutely awesome performance from Samuel Wright, full forward. Ten second half points. They won the game, beat Ardy by ten points. And Ardy looked looked, looked to be in the driving seat at halftime. The Martins just lifted it, completely lifted it all over the field. Just pressured the uh, Ardy into turnover after turnover. And... They just banged in two goals in four minutes. Uh, Stephen Campbell got the two. Um, set up by Sam. And he intercepted Key Moore for the first and he coolly dispatched it. And then the second one, Campbell uh, palmed it across. Uh, a bit of a mix-up in the RD. Back, like small square. John Cl- Clutterbuck attacked. Gave a hand pass inside and Campbell just palmed it in. And then Sam just took over. Um, JP whipped over a savage point. I don't think he does easy points, JP. And then um, Murray just hit nine of the next scores for the Martins, uh, nine scores in a row for the Martins. Darren Clark and John Cummins did intervene, but Airdy only kicked five points in the second half. And the Martins just looked uh, really, really good. They just played up to their consistency level. It just shows they're they're a really consistent team. They're knocking on the door. They're um. They just have that level of performance. They've Tom Sullivan back into the proceedings. They've a bench that did the luxury of emptying. Conor Wheeler, Val Ledy comes on. A um, couple of others, Shane Campbell, Graham McQuillan. All have come on with a point to prove. And they're all applauded off. There's a momentum really building with the Martins. They have to overcome the Geraldines there in a fortnight's time. That's the other semi-final. But they really look good. They really, they, they played... Without panic, when there was panic early on, because Kieran Keenan was very lively inside with um, Conor Gillespie for RD. Keenan got a goal after three minutes, really good solo effort along the end line in the Grove, and he buried the goal. and It looked full value, it looked to be playing to the potential. They uh, got massive turnovers in defence. And just they, they played really well up front. They kind of threw the Martins a little bit by playing Roland Carroll out in the wing, and leaving the two youngsters inside. Liam Jackson played well. Tom Jackson played well again. Now Eccles come up to field and kicked the point. It looked all Marys, and then half time came at the wrong time for them. The Martins got a. Bullock and I'd say at half time they all just had it worded themselves and say that, the way they've been run this year they're, and any year they're kind of getting on themselves I'd say and they just lifted it and they just pressed all over the field forced in into turnovers and Sam just he kicked points his left foot right foot massive free kicks from distance off the ground kicked forty five. that accuracy just drove them on he couldn't be stopped he was unmarkable and you just think with that consistency, can he bring it into the madness of the Championship? Can he bring that um, unmarkability? He, like, he was unmarkable. And in fairness to um, Carl Faulkner, he did play very well on him uh, early on. The first half reduced him to only two points. and uh, With R.J. Callan coming into to decide, probably it shows where Artie might have improved. Uh, with Carl playing in the middle of the field instead of half in the championship games already just doing a role there Meant Carl go into defence and he picked up Sam like I said Donald McKinney picking up JP as well and he looked to have a bit of uh, solidarity at the back there and then just just Sam just took over and that was it it was uh, it was just a good performance from the Martin and they just are building everything we're building with them so Wonder can they do it? Can they bring it on? Um, other new <coughs> other news you'll probably see the mockers are dominating headlines on Twitter with their uh, promotion to division one did a big, big victory over um, the Gales. You think the Gales are gonna used that as a revenge mission with their with their uh, group the championship game that they were defeated in the opening group game and that notion was quickly dispelled because that they do the mockers are thirteen four four ahead at half time Ciarán McMahon is becoming a really good prospect. He was the minor team last year. They had four minors who were all established. So the work is going in and has been come to fruition with the uh, with the Moctis. Four lads came in and they're all quite good. Craig Lennon, Jamie Farrell and uh, Conor Garland. So they're all good, good players. But McMahon has moved inside with Stephen McCoey, um, and and him inside with Kay- Casey Bourne who's shown serious form as well. They were no, they were just couldn't be handled really by the Gales, and the Gales stay in Division Two for another season, haven't come down to last year. Yeah, so yeah, big win for the Mockley, So they're now senior in league and championship uh, for 2020. That'll boost them no end. The full value for it as well, despite coming fourth in that division. Um, and then I suppose the other thing as well the Tones won the Division 3 shield over for and Gales it was nice for them to get a bit of silverware as well they're nicely building as well they'll come and then the, the Dock Young Irons are safe and Toto are gone which is serious implications for Toter really because they um, they were semi-finalists in the intermediate grade this past two seasons they were quite good they were very very solid they pushed teams all the way they were beating the Feckens up until uh, late in that game in the semi-final last year. And it just shows you can have a bad run of injuries, bad run of form, and you find yourself down. And they were even, they were even well in that game at half-time, up until half-time as well. Ireland has just torn the screw, they had that belief, a little bit of continuity in, in, uh, preparation I would say and they got over the line and you can see what it meant to them they were really really like they did not want to go back there to junior again they really did not like you know they had a great year down there winning the Lens, they're going to the All Ireland semi-final and losing to the eventual winners and winning the Division 3 league but they didn't want to go down and that probably that hunger drove them up um, Derek Warrior was exception in the second half so it was, uh, uh, captain and inspirational figure for them and he just just drove them over the line really um so that's that's really it so yeah that's the that's the weekends wrapped up so I'm just gonna go straight into the um, the junior championship. Friday night seven o'clock in Bannon we have Lanlair and Roach um, and the other semi-final is in Hagerstown, the Pearcy and Glide Rangers. That's at 3 o'clock on the Sunday. The RL replay push these games to Friday and Sunday, so there's no game on on the Saturday. Um, yeah, so I suppose it, it, it's kind of a case of um, the big two, Roach and Glide. Everyone's going to predict them to go through. Are they going to get through? Will there be a chance of an upset? They, it's very hard it's very hard to predict an upset in both to be honest, but i 'm going to make the case for for La Lear and the Piercy um Lan Lear have played in Sabanon recently very very recently might have played there they played the first game against the Knicks there, but so they'll both be used to the conditions and the playing playing surface and what have you Lan Lear will probably come into it having played a, a recent game against the Plunkets in the league playoff. Um, very disappointing to lose it, and uh, that was a big chance for them to make that push to get up into Division Two, but they couldn't beat the Plunkets, who have been going quite well in the form. But they, they ran them quite close, and um, so this is it. This is it for their season. Bit like Roach as well, but they'll probably feel that we're not going up in the league, and we have we've one last chance to just go for it. Let's just put it all in and. They probably could cause roach problems. They've pace up front. Um they have lively enough midfield, like they, they, they they'll match up quite well. Liam Dawn, Peter Pierce Hawkins, two under twenty players will match up fairly well with each other. Very interesting battle. They have a solid enough defence, although they're not playing um they're not playing as deep as they were with uh, Rocky O'Connor over them. Um uh, Gilson has come in from Glide and he's more 15-on-15 man-on-man and maybe that could that just that full-out attack or more attacking emphasis might push them along because they haven't done it when when, when they've uh, went that way so why not go all out again Roach and maybe just go for it kiwi Maher will probably end up picking up Barrio O'Hare. that could be the difference in the game um, Liam is quite strong. It'll be an interesting matchup with Brian McGuinness as well. So, it's very... It, like, like you look at Lanier and they have a lot, lot of scoring potential as well. Like Colin Murphy, Bob Murphy, Alan Murphy uh, as well. Paul Callan's a good player as well. Mark Dunn's back in. Ian Rice. So, there's plenty of good players there. It will not be a straightforward win for Roach, as you might expect. They've... Uh, a lot of good young players coming into the side as well. <clears throat> Some that are starting four, starting maybe one off the bench, and then there's more to come down the line. Did a lot in the minor squad this year, and um, they have a pattern of play though as well. Like they that were that old reliable. Kevin Callan up up there who gets scored with Barry O'Hare. Shane Bourne is a is a quite good full forward. Um, despite the two lads either side of them getting racking up the high scores. Uh, Daniel O'Connell really puts in a good shift as well. They um, have like that youth, that enthusiasm, that probably spine like the Carties and Quigley and Daniel O'Connell, a spine of experience there down there. But they haven't been really tested either this year. Roach, that's that's one thing that's a common team across the a common team across this. Like even in the other one, the Peirce and Glide, neither side have really been tested. So when the pressure comes on <clears throat> in the semi-final with a final at stake, who will get across the line? For me, um, it will be Roach. Although Lanier, Shock, and Roach would not surprise me. I'd love to say. I'd love to say. I put my head on the line and say Lear to do it. Uh, will I say it? Or? Oh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I can put my head in the line. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it'll be a draw. It'll be a win in the night. <coughs> um. Oh, I really want to see Lear looking at them matchups there. there. Uh, but no, I think I'll just stick with the favourites. Play it safe, stick with the favourites. But uh, that's that's a close call. Then on the other one, the Percy and Lie. This is... This is going to be an interesting game as well in terms of styles. Like, the pierce are quite dogged. They're a tiny team, they've been around the block, they're they're building a the momentum. John Garvey's got with them and he he's 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 improving them as the week's gone on. They've probably had a really good uh, run into this in terms of preparation. They have quite good defenders there. Uh, Stephen McGuinness is as tough as to come in, McGaulie has that experience. Michael Woods is a solid player as well. And Glide have the best forwards in the in the grade. Like Barry Shark, he's proven quite good this season and then you have either side of them, Niall Sharkey and Trevor Bryant the better known. Brian Duffy's popping up scores. The two Sheridans are building up quite a good partnership. that will be the best partnership in the grade as well. Um, in terms of understanding and Keane sits. Kieran pushes forward a little bit to have that balance goal. Connor Sheridan links the whole thing up on the 40. Um, It's there for them to win. They, they're untested as well. They will be tested in terms of Boyle and Larkin up front for Mark O'Brien and Conan McCullough. Maybe Jared Farrell will pick up um uh, Boyler. Um Robbie Murphy's quite a good player as well. He really torn the screw against the he's kicking three second half points and a really good free. Um so that that that's a, that's gonna be a really good game on the Sunday in Haggert's ten. Nice open field for light, to maybe run up a good score, but wouldn't put it uh, up again. The Pearcey to to stop them and throw a spanner in the works. Will the, Will Glyde learn from the past few years of maybe not being able to break down like a, a, a teak tough defence and been hit in the counter attack because the Pearcey have that ability to be out of the game, but then come into it with scores and big scores like even Colonel Shields as well is quite good good chap as well. Uh, but then you look at the bench for uh, Clyde as well like Martin McArdle might not start Barry Moran's played well anytime he's come in young Dylan Kearney as well Kevin and Garrett Moran as well Garrett Moran didn't start the last in they still had plenty to spare Um, so yeah it looks like it looks like a Clyde Clyde, uh, team that's going to make another final uh, three years in a row Uh, I don't think it'll be as close to the other one but then you never know the pastry might have a few tricks up their sleeve. They're very physical. They're very uh, well conditioned, um, you get nothing easy. But I think Clyde will just have that little bit more uh, football now nice over them. So they'll they'll get they'll get a uh, through for the third final in a row. And then um, yeah, I'm just going to say, Roach to the big two, the top two uh, uh, <laughs> have avoided each other so far. So they'll they'll play each other in the final, but. Uh, yeah, would not be surprised if Landlayer win. So that that's that's the junior, my junior semi final preview. Um, just a word for my sponsors, uh, Defy. Um, I don't know if you have noticed or not, but you'll notice, uh, likes like The weekend had lovely trailing tops. There's some really, really nice dynamic designs, and the quality of the products right up there as well. So it's worth checking out and going and checking the designs because there's some really, really nice stuff. They have a good Instagram page as well. Um, but uh, yeah, check the social media. Very active as well. Defy, You'll get Defy Sports Apparel as well. Uh, at Defy Sports Apparel on Instagram also. But uh, it's well worth it. There's some really nice stuff there. So if you like what they have get in touch with them get on to your uh, club chairman or club secretary to say you want the nice training tops nice tank tops nice uh, just stuff that is more more stylish and more more stuff that you'd wear like casual rather than just wearing a club top and what have you um, so that's it um, that's, oh, another, that's a word for defy um, local company as well based out of Dundalk I caught up with um, Kevin Reilly Dundalk Democrat editor to run his eye over the intermediate championship Kevin Riley, Dundalk Democrat editor um, just moments after the clans have beaten Hunterstown I want you to give a uh, Give your feeling on tonight's game and then a look towards the semi-finals next weekend or this
1: weekend it's it's very strange to assess what you looked at there was really no flow to the game Um, I suppose it ebbed and flowed if that's the way you want to describe it there was no distinct pattern to it um, apart from the fact that all the scores seemed to come in gluts like Hunterstown obviously the Clans got off to we'd say they better start certainly uh, on the scoreboard and and, and got the goal but Hunterstown come back and probably deservedly I suppose in front for, for, for lengthy periods um, any time the Clans hit back to, to within you know reach of parity Hunterstown would go again and maybe hit a couple of points and it just seemed to come in those bursts and I think Hunterstown got one we'll say at the beginning of the final quarter there that maybe looked decisive they went three ahead and you're saying to yourself you can really only see the Clans winning this if they get a goal Um but listen, credit to them. I think Mark Newell uh, really stood up there. Hit a couple of crucial points. Rhys O'Hanlon came in, come in from the line, and, and and had an impact. And you'd have to maybe question where Hunters went tactically. Ryan Bourne seemed to spend a lot of the second half, particularly the last ten minutes, out round the middle of the field. um when when certainly in the in the game and a half plus before that, when he was inside. He was he was the outlet every time that that Hunterstone got the ball around the middle of the field he made the move and generally when the ball went his way something positive come off it so maybe they'll re- probably reflect on that ruefully um, but listen the clans have been here before they they seem to in these type of games um, be able to pull through Daniel and and like they're trying to get out of this grade ten years or longer at this stage and it's very rare that that. You know they've been beaten. We'll say in a quarter of final that that they haven't that you know out of the blue they've either knocked out of the group or nearly gone the whole way to the final. So yeah. um, it's credit to them. Like because I couldn't have seen that come and I, I come here tonight expecting Hunters trying to win and, and at half time I could really couldn't really see it going any other way.
0: So now you look ahead and then you have the, the clans now play Matic Rangers and then the brides play Kilkerley in the other uh, semi final. Three Division One teams yeah. there.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, you know it's 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 a case though that you could make a, a claim for for any of the teams. Uh, four Division One teams, all four competed in Division One this year, which is which hasn't been the case. I think that the last three years that the winner of the intermediate championship has come from the middle of Division Two. Um, so I, I suppose it's 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 broken the mold this year. Um, four teams. Probably at the beginning you wouldn't have said that that these were the four that would make up the, the semi-finals. If you were looking at the Falcons. Probably as as a team and maybe even young Ireland's as as possibly the teams who who would be contending towards the end. Um, that there's there's a much of a muchness between. The the four of them, like I think we were discussing through the game, Daniel, no matter who won this game tonight, you were going to be able to make a case for for any of the teams. Um, Probably, I suppose, comparing it to last year, you would have been at the the semi final stage. Um, I think you had the Finbars, the Fekins, the Moctis, and and Maddock, and I think resoundingly people would have said that that Maddock were the favourites. I don't think that's the case this year. it's you know you're, you're looking at the clans who maybe stuttered through a group stage, um, Maddock who have got this far without being overly impressive, the brides who were you know fairly unimpressive in the group stages and just got through but produced probably the performance of the intermediate challenges so far in a quarter final, um, and 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 then obviously Kilkerley, who probably have huffed and puffed away this far but you know, know what it takes to win it and, and certainly, probably I think all four teams left will, will look at themselves as the, the forwards being, being their chief strength um, and, and maybe it's just whoever can handle the opposition forwards better on, on a particular night or on a particular day um, you, you're probably looking at, at winning it, but I, I'll tell you not even Daniel, if you offered me your money now would I be putting it on anybody, it's 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 impossible to call. And you
0: look at it as well and I look at clearly uh, similar to the O'Connell's a couple of years ago they've come down from senior people have forgotten about that
1: yeah and, and their strengths like the O'Connell's like that year, are in the forwards but I suppose <laughs> if you're looking for an omen um, two years ago when the Clans got to the final uh, they, they beat Hunterstown in, in the quarter final um, probably against the head and, and Maddock and his Hemi so Who's to know that that, that, that might not unfold that way? I, I don't think the clans are as strong as they were two years ago. I think particularly defensively, they are vulnerable. Probably the most vulnerable out of the four teams remaining. Um, but at the same time, you see that they've match winners. You wouldn't have been coming here tonight saying Mark Newell would have been the guy that would get them across the line, Rhys Hanlon. That 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 says a lot maybe for, for next week that maybe Rhys Hanlon could John be a player John in from John the start. Paul, yeah. Um John you know well you know and, and, and then like Billy Smith didn't have his, his most outstanding game tonight but still finished with what? One three or one four. Mark McGowan hit two points at crucial stages of the second half. Billy Smith landed a point an unbelievable point from the sideline um you know and that, that that drew the game level. So do you know what I mean even even Conan McKeever towards the the end like Patrick Taff had had shackled them for practically the entirety of the two matches, and then towards the end he came up and kicked a huge point there. So, like it's 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 huge, Daniel, when when you have match winners and, and players like that who can come to the fore, and that's what the clans have, and that's what they've proven year after year at this stage, um, at this grade. They haven't been able to get across the line, but in these types of games, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, possibly. When they're doubted that they're, you know, really doubted that they're that they're, they're able to get over the line, and I suppose you look to next Friday night. Um, they have what six days to recover to play. Malik. Malik have been have been a couple of weeks out of action. Um, who would you rather be in the position of? Um. It's it's a difficult one to call. Malick would have been here tonight and and would have had a good look at them. Probably Malik would have preferred to stay at a Hunterstones way. So you know m- maybe Malik have got the draw that they wanted. Um, but certainly the clans had fancied their chances. They they just seemed to be to be stumbling through and and they found something there tonight that I, I certainly didn't see coming.
0: So well and then the other the other Well, I'll press you on a prediction then
1: if it's not too early on for that, the
0: competition yeah, on that, that semi
1: final. <laughs> I think Maddox will will have learned, um, well, you would hope that they have learned from two years ago, where they they just seem very gullible, if you want, for want of a better word, that night, and a bit naive, um, even with all the experience in the team. Um, You'd have to back Maddox, but at the same time, I'm saying that, uh, expecting a performance from them that I'm yet to see, I don't know whether that maybe whether it's in Maddock to, to produce that performance or, or to produce performances or put together, you know, performances to win a championship. Um, and it's strange to say when you consider that there's so many maybe senior championship medalists sprinkled throughout the team, um, whereas the clans have that bit between their teeth and they have grit and and they never seem to be beaten. Um, a hesitant nod towards Maddock. Um, the other one. You know, uh, lo- uh, that's a local yeah, derby. Absolutely, yeah, like, and, and you know, you're, you're looking at, at the brides. Um, you know, the brides were very impressive the last day and, and would probably only get stronger. Albeit, I think Alan Dunn is is, is gone. They might have Conardine back. Who knows? Um, against Kilkerley who <laughs> haven't been that impressive so far. But obviously, winning all their three matches, um, they beat the clans. Um, they they beat Cooley. Like arguably have had the the toughest run to a semi final if you like, um, so it's 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 a difficult one probably to call. I think if you're asking me at this stage, and maybe this is a roundabout way of answering it, if you're asking me at this stage, who I'd be looking at winning uh, winners, it'd be Kilcarely. So where where it, is that game? I don't think there's been a venue set. Okay. Like it's it's next Sunday evening, so. Uh, it's a double header with with Glide and the Pearcy, so you could be looking here. You could be maybe uh, Dowdles Hill, possibly. I um, think what they're evening throw in, so you might get away with Dowdles Hill, um, and and probably you know Kilcarly's record there would be would be fairly good. So you'd have to say Kilcarly, um, but. You know, in saying that, um, I think I got it wrong early when I said all four teams are Division One. Kilkerley's the one from from Division Two, so you know, m- played senior football. Yeah, football yeah, series. yeah, absolutely. And and again, like the clans, we say about the clans, they were at the situation so many times and are able to negotiate their way through it. Like the last time Kilkerley were down here, they they, they went through it uh, straight back up. Um, yeah. Are they are they as strong as that stage? You probably have to assess that with the last time that that they were down they were a very experienced team um, albeit maybe Tighe was a young guy in it and there would have been a few others Killian Mulligan but they seem to be a lot more youthful if you want this year um, you know I think they've, they've three minors that start regularly and maybe another two who play roles and um, obviously Tighe is Tag's only 22 at the same time and, and there would be a few others around the field I think Neil Mulholland what 23 so they, they, they're certainly a, a much younger team and um, and, and at this moment in time with that experience albeit, you know, again I'm saying maybe my standards are very high I wouldn't have said that they've been majorly impressive so far but they've got this far and in Shane Lennon and Teg McEnany they, they have a potent pair and, and, you know, I think that's in, in, in uh, you're at a stage of the competition now where it's, you know the four teams are strongest up for, front and I would say Kilcourley probably have the strongest forwards
0: and then uh, I suppose uh, so a hesitant nod to Kilkerley yeah. on
1: you know, then, <laughs> well uh, hesitant I think Kilkerley will win next week right. um, I, I don't think I wouldn't be as hesitant over that um, and that's nothing against the Pride the Pride were, were fantastic in the quarter final is the element of surprise gone uh, who knows, um, you, you never know with the Brides, like the, the Brides, like I, I've made this point before, that y- you look back on, on the Geraldines, the, the successful minor teams that they had in the latter noughties, and it took them, we say, until them lads were into their, into their mid-20s, thirty, into mid 24, 25, the likes of Jim and, and guys like that, before they eventually got over the line in the intermediate grade, you would see the same with the Brides, that their backbone is is. The minor winning team of 2011 and beaten in a final in, in in 13 when they were very young and haven't come close to getting back to that stage yet. Like I think it was that the first time in five attempts that that they had won a quarter final. Um, the last time out so. Um, it's <laughs> you know what I mean? That they that they, they're certainly a force to be reckoned with and um they will cause Kilkerley problems that they haven't faced in the championship so far this year in, in terms of formation and things like that. Game could be tight but I expect Kilkerley just to have too much for
0: them. And then I suppose looking at the other end of it, um the docking Ireland will stay up yeah. tonight and
1: it's 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 it would have been an unmitigated disaster for the islanders after last year, do you know what I mean? For 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 them to go straight back down. Um I know what happened before with the Gales in two thousand and three when, when they won the intermediate championship, they went and won the Leinster Intermediate and were relegated the following year. So these things can happen and that they're, they're probably going a long time, maybe a bit sick of each other at this stage. you could no break practically. Um but at the same time you you're saying that it's maybe a disaster for the Finn Like this this is the fourth year back up in the intermediate grade like they were quarter finalists in 2016 semi-finalists this last two years yeah. very unfortunate last year they were five ahead in the second half against the um, Like and, and, and even the last two years in the league uh, they, they would have been at the top end of it and, and trying to get towards division one they were only in 2017 it was only in the last day that the Brides beat them to promotion and um, you know, this year they, they survived in the league. You're reflecting on their campaign. It started with a win over the Gales in the league, and, and you would have thought at that stage, even though it's new management, and maybe there were a few players down. Another year, yeah. You know, this is a team that. Do um, you know this is a team that'll be safe and comfortable this year? And you you were looking at their championship group. Uh, you know, albeit it, it, it competitive, um, with 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 Cooley and, and Maddock. Um, they beat Cooley last year and, and did it convincingly so and you would have been going again, yeah. Do you know, maybe they could beat Cooley, but it's just been a disaster for them. And, and there tonight, it like after half-time being 6-4 ahead and deservedly so, albeit the Islanders were very wasteful, like William Woods had a chance for goal. Had he got that, it, 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 this, it's just on those margins. You wonder where the Islanders' mindset would have been at that stage. Because the Islanders obviously gave them chances towards the end. would Would, would the Islanders have been able to you know launched the comeback and successfully so it's 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 difficult to know um but it's it's a disappointing year for them I suppose the, the bright sparks that they look for is you know maybe they'll have William Woods back to full fitness next year they've been missing him for quite a bit of this um they, they've introduced a couple of young guys this year you know Thomas McCreish, Callum Regan uh, Kieran Markey just three and and maybe they'll be able to add a few more i know there's there's working on up there underage and and they're in division 1 at a certain level so maybe that that's bright for the future but you know it, it it must be a very disappointing night for them because it, it probably wasn't something we'll say in January when they were setting off that they even would have been considering you know, just maintaining their status um, maybe it was who's to know but certainly if, if you were going by other years um, definitely not and um, listen going down Junior Daniel as they know before they've gone down before and you know it took them a couple of years the last time they went down um, I, I'm right to say maybe three years did it take them to, to get back out of it um, and, and even from your own club I know what it's like you know what it's like with Maddock being relegated like when you get down it's 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 a long way to be back up yeah.
0: Kevin, thanks a million for that the phone's hopping yeah. um, thanks for that the whole I suppose overall look at the Intermediate Championship so far thanks very much Absolutely. So there you have it, um, Keeveen, as usual, tells us straight. That's that's his prediction on the Intermediate Championship. Uh, that's all for this week. Uh, thanks to Defy. Go check them out on defy.ie. And uh, yeah, so that that's all. I will have um, a podcast next week as well. Kind um, uh, of reviewing the whole weekend's action with a look ahead to the senior semi-finals. So thanks very much for tuning in. And check out Loud and Proud on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter as well. Best luck to the Loud Ladies on Sunday. Hopefully we do it. I'll be there on the day, on the morning, I should say. So uh, that's it. That's all. Thanks very much for tuning in.